Hello. And welcome to the Betsy Betsy Boss Boss Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. We have a doozy of a topic today that I think is actually... Or a dookie. (laughs) Brace yourself for that. I still don't know what this poop stuff is. Yeah, we have saved the majority of our conversations because we want to bring it all to the forefront here, but... Mm -hmm. A little, uh, little teaser here. There is a booty issue with Burke. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let's go. I found you, Miss New Booty, or Mr. New Booty, I should say. Get it together and bring it yes. back to me. Actually, bring it nowhere near me because he is a creep. You had a story that you wanted to tell during our okay. usual spilling of the liberty this week. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this has been, I built this up way too much beforehand. So it's going to be a stupid reaction. But. Anyway, in quarantine, obviously looking for anything to watch, still keeping up with the Kardashians, hours of keeping up with the Kardashians, um, and I'm still keeping up, but uh, I found this really random, really shady website Ooh. that I was just looking for like random old shows that I used to love to watch that you can't find on YouTube, and I found on this random website, <laughs> Bug Juice. Oh my god! All right, I almost I wanted to whip it out. Um, There's nothing better than bug juice, y'all. It doesn't come in a jar. If bug juice comes from who you are, honestly, if you haven't seen bug juice, ten out of ten recommend. There was some fucked up shit going on with these campers. They were getting involved with each other. They were doing stuff. I mean, I watched this as a kid because I was like. I, I didn't get out much. I know. Well, the funny thing was, so I went home for the first time last weekend to my parents for Father's Day. Classic. And I brought this up because I was like talking about this one random vivid memory I had when we were at home. It was later in the evening, probably like seven, eight o'clock at night. And my dad's sitting out on the porch out there. And I went out to like hang out for a second. Meanwhile, after looking at this, it's 1997, 1998. Ooh, tough year. Yeah, well, a tough year for me, that questionable age, you know. Mm-hmm. But I went out and I was like talking to him and I was like, oh, God, got to get back in. Bug juice is on. <laughs> and I remember my parents being like, oh, we don't want you to watch. Which rightfully so. I'm surprised they actually let me watch it. But they it were was like, very scandalous. Well, the, the camp, the Winnipesaukee. Kid- oh, Waziata. Close. <laughs> You got the dub right. Yeah. Right. It's funny because I was thinking of our good old um, Campfire Girl yep, episode. Exactly. I knew you were. I know we referenced it. Telling you, twin minds over here. Yep, well, yep. my gosh, you wonder where these Native American sounding names came from, especially when you know that these camps are run by white ass oh. people. And, you know, Waspy, the whitest people around. Waspiata. Waspiata. <laughs> Not Waspiata. they come up with these crazy, quote unquote, Native American names. Oh. And it's like, come on, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. What was, the, um, what was the name for the Campfire Girls that it was formerly known as? It was like, oh, Halo, Low Halo. Oh, you're, it was like you're, Love, you're so Charity. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Anyway. Yeah, the um, little saying, but... But you got your uh, watch party going with Dad? Well, no, I didn't watch it with him, but 
I was so afraid. I got this sketchy, and I should have I should have brought it in for our little combo here. Um, but I got this creepy little package in the mail. It was like nine DVDs that were creepily marked, and I was like, "All right, I'm not. I have an old computer that has the old DVD slot or whatever, but I'm still like, it's gonna give a virus. Like, I'm not trying that." So when I went home, I whipped out, found my old uh, portable DVD player. Wow! Yeah, get that good old pink Sony portable dvd player what a look yeah and so i brought it back and uh so they it all connects worked. to the computer or connects it to the can TV? and to both oh yeah wow yep so what a bargain mm-hmm. two for one sale over yeah. here people yeah. yeah so you know no virus november no problem yeah so anyway that's what i watched i don't know last week this week whatever um but anyway, that was my little story there. It was just funny because that was always like a running joke with my sister um, <laughs> because it actually came back on at one point. Yep. I remember that. There was some like kind of finale slash um, reunion. or something like that. Yeah. No, it actually probably had to be before that because I was at home um, and it came back. I loved back. watching it in high school. Yeah. It had to have been in high school because... Actually, I'm thinking 11 because it came on at 11. This is so dumb. This was brought up, and I had told her about it. She didn't remember it, but I think she, like, pretended she did. And we'd watch it in the basement at 11. I'd get a bowl of Cheerios, go down there and watch it. Oh, yeah. Get your listening food ready. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, that is my little story there. I lived so vicariously through those kids because they had so much more of a life than I did. And, you know, we (laughs) talked about this in the previous episode. but I was thinking about that, too. You said you went to camp, So, we went to camp. I, you know, it was always a thing to go to camp, especially because, you know, we're Jewish. So, (laughs) good Jewish kids go to Jewish camp. Um, And it wasn't heavy-handed Jewish or anything like that. No religious affiliation, but... Um, it's just a very like clear cultural thing. So we went to camp, but it was at, because my dad helped to choose the camp. Of course, he's always been heavy handed in <laughs> my upbringing. He chose an all girls camp. Thank God, because I probably would have been ridiculed within an inch of my life if oh we went God. to a <laughs> co-ed camp. Yeah, and there. plus, you know, we went around to visit multiple camps in Did trying you? to find a camp that I forget. Would be good. I know we talked about this a little in the camp oh, really? Fire girls episode. Yeah, so we went around and we went to one camp that shall remain nameless, but it's <laughs> in the area and it's a popular camp for a lot of kids to go to. And my mom was sickened by it because oh, the no. kids, it was co-ed. And the kids were like 12, 13 years old, and they were all like hooking up with each other. Oh. It was kind of like bug juice. So, funny enough. So, it's a nine DVD collection I have now. Um, and only the first like two or three are the actual ones I remember from 97, 98, oh. or 98, 99. Um, but so I was, <laughs> I'm so weird, but after watching it, I was like, oh, I want to see if there's anything like on forums or anything like talking about these little episodes or whatever now and going on there apparently was season one that I remember and probably the one you remember too and then there was season two and season three and season three everything that kept coming up were there were these two girls that were sent home (gasps) for bringing to camp items that were strictly forbidden like what so it kept coming up and i literally watched it today while i was just like yeah digging around and you know doing laundry and whatever 
Um, so apparently the rumor out there is that Eve and Jennifer, season <laughs> three, Bug Juice, it was not at Waziata, it was somewhere else, um, brought weed to camp. Oh my God. And were sent home early, like... In the middle of the, like, early morning, the one girl was woken up at, like, five and, or five or six, and her mom was called and told to be there within the hour. So. That's an awkward call home. Yep. I don't think anything that, um. Salacious. Salacious happened (laughs) while I was in camp. I mean, my God. So we, since it was all girls camp. And how long were you there for? And we were there for, like, four to eight weeks. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. A month or two months. It was totally up to you. And um, it was a fortune. It was absolutely beautiful. You got, you know, your lake time. Oh. You got your pool time. There were water slides. It was a beautiful Arts place. Crafts, I'm Arts sure. and crafts. Oh. Somebody got a um, <laughs> small crafts, which is boating and canoeing um, award. I won't say who. Oh. It was me. Um, <laughs> but row, yeah. row, row your boat. Row your boat, oh, baby. That's it was not a sign of things to come. But <laughs> basically, so what would happen is our only interaction with guys at the camp was, first of all, we had oh my God, this, this classic all-girls so school classic. style. All-girls school, all-girls camp. Yep. There was this group of male counselors that helped with just each of the activities, you know, they were good to have around. Yeah. It's, you know, a big, strong guy is never a bad thing to have around. Lift that canoe. Right. And canoe, <laughs> go, it's, pool boy. It's called a canoe, not a can't new. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on. So but um, they were called the mean machine, right? I don't know why they were called that, whatever. <laughs> oh. But these dudes, they were like these big, burly dudes. And they were adorable. Oh. And everybody had crushes on oh, them. I'm you sure. know, it was very cool. But then the other interaction with boys that were actually our same age because we were between the ages of like 10 and 15 oh is we would have socials. They oh, my. Uh, well, I'm not going to name it, but I will. Mainline mixers. Style. Mainline <laughs> mixers. Honestly, it's okay. They know where we're Summer from. socials. Summer socials. <laughs> and what they would do is they would either bus us out to the oh nearby my boys camp or they'd bus them in. Like the prison inmates oh from our last episode. Oh, God. Ad, is that a white, ago. This white school bus coming in? Here? Exactly. <laughs> like, mm, it's the inmate program. Mm-hmm. And we would have to, they'd play music in like the dining hall and we would have to dance. And oh it was God. so humiliating. I remember I got asked to dance once and I was like 12 years old. I didn't know what the hell to do. It was horrifying. Good for you, I though. I hadn't even worn a bra yet. I was like, maybe that's what allured them to me. Were, I, mean, I think we talked about this one, too, where we were both We like, both waited too long. No. And I wish that somebody had told me, Oh, they Mom, told me. Oh, they told me. Somebody just... should have told me, like, listen, your nipples are popping out of your shirt and more than and, and i don't mean popping in a good way not in a good way they're popping like rachel from friends but imagine oh, those nipples on like. steroids and in any event so a young man you know asked me to dance whatever and i remember just making the excuse of like um i uh i've got i've got a sick friend <laughs> <laughs> and i ran away Aww. so but you know what i was i think i was nice That's about cute. it but it was terrifying okay i mean nobody wants to be thrown into a situation you're in the worst section of your life 12 13 humiliation station and you are thrown into a crowded cabin full of young you know horny dudes oh well i was gonna say 
well, you're not thrown in the cabin. I'm thinking the cabin with the girls. Mm. Like, that alone is terrifying enough. Like, oh, it was a lot. Trust me. <laughs> it's so funny because a threat my parents had when we were younger, my sister and I severely did not get along. And a threat was always, we're going to make you share a room. Oh. And that was terrifying. So I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Sharing a living room with, with these awful. 15 other frauds. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then you throw boy issues in the mix. Like, oh, you're, it's out of control. It's out of Ugh. control. And because the Jewish community is so small, I knew a lot of the other kids who went to the boys' camps. Did and, you really? You know, well, they, yeah, on the East Coast, too, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the East like, Coast was really popular yeah. to send your kids up to Maine. And, yeah. you know, the boys were kids that I went to Hebrew school with oh, or that I, God. you know, knew from around town. And oh, ugh, it was disturbing oh. to see them in that environment. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so crazy. Trying to snag a dance oh, with a hot girl. Oh, my God. Snag a dance with a Anyway, girl. speaking of children and doing things that oh are too God. mature yes. for their age, yes. our topic of the day is someone who was a teeny bopper, not even teeny bopper, six-year-old no. beauty queen. Yeah, she's Her not name... a cowboy sweetheart. <laughs> she's not a cowboy <laughs> sweetheart. She was a household name from the time that she was murdered till now, I think everybody yeah. knows who this person is. You can just mention her first name and know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, yes. Y'all, we're talking about JonBenet Ramsey today. Yep. Also, just to divert for a sec here. Bring it. I thought about that after the fact, too, that, like, you know how, especially when we were growing up, because she is only a month older than me because I'm such a psycho and She's love our age, thing. man. It's yeah, creepy. she's literally I mean, she a month been. older than me. Um. But, like, in our time, our parents weren't as crazy with the crazy names there. So it was still pretty standard. And so being named Jean Bonnet, like, it's almost like she was destined for fame. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a, a, a name that's unique and, like, like Oprah, where it's mm-hmm. like you only have to say Oprah. You don't have to say her last name. Same so with Jean Bonnet. Like, Absolutely. It was kind uh, of a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. I mean, yeah. not that everybody with a unique name deserves to get killed. No. But still, I mean... It's I think it probably added to the whole the allure of yeah, the, the mystery and everything. My the God. whole thing. So let's kick it off. I mean, this is such a salacious topic. Ugh. We think we might actually have to make a two-parter here because there's so I much to say. I think we're going say. to. I mean, let's take a look at it now. We're already, yeah, we've got a long liberty session. It, this is a, uh, what do I want to say? Not black coffee, but yes. a strong liberty. It's a very strong <laughs> Lipton landing over Ugh. here. Yes. Yeah, Lipton Long Lasting. <laughs> I don't even know because I'm not a tea drinker. No, it's, I don't recommend it. Mm. But, I mean, this case is crazy because we have here oh a God. young girl. We, she's dressing like a woman. Ugh. She's. I just think the pageant life is weird to begin with. It's, That's We could unpack that in a whole episode. Yeah, we could unpack the pageant. <laughs> All right. So, starting off. <laughs> A crime occurred December 25th or 6th, 1996. So before that, to set the tone, we have got the family here. We've got Patsy, Patricia, and John Ramsey. Uh, Patsy was former Miss West Virginia. She grew up there. She got into pageants when she was in her preteen years. Um, her sister was also Miss West Virginia. I don't know if it was like a year or two after her, so it's big in the family there mm. um and then you got john ramsey uh he's a successful businessman he was i want to say like 
12, 13 years older than Patsy, so it's kind of an age gap there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was divorced with three kids at the time when he met her. He had three kids, uh, John Andrew. So oh this is something that's pointed out, too. So he already, like, at the time when John Bonet died, he had two kids named after him. I was going to say two. Yeah. I hate to say it. Oh, bring Can it we up. unpack the name John Bonet for uh, a second? Yes. Okay. So we can also unpack name. Burke's name. So yeah. go okay. with John Bonet. Oh, we, well, not really, but it's just kind of like, uh. ugh. Um, white privilege in yes. a name. But in any event, so... John Bonet, her middle name is Patricia, so the parents literally named her John I, Patricia yeah, right. Ramsey. Well, it's like mom and dad Ramsey. Yeah. Or dad really and mom is. Ramsey, rather. Ugh. Yeah, because his middle name is Bennett. So if, Bennett? No, no, no. Oh, John dad. is John Bennett Ramsey. So she's John Bonet oh, after I the didn't dad. Know that. Yeah, he's JBR, John Bennett. And she's JBR, oh, rather. Oh, God. Um, so she's really like. A combination of both the parents there. It's John Bennett Ramsey, and you got John Bonet Patricia Ramsey. Oh, God. And then, <laughs> here we got. Can you have a more, like, these people would have fit in on the main line perfectly? Big time. We have Burke Hamilton Ramsey. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, well, yeah. and frankly, I mean, I don't know about you, but I. And this is going ahead a little bit, and we'll jump back. But I just balked at that bonus that John Ramsey oh, got. Oh, well, it was and, it was a billion dollar company that year. That's why. Yeah. What was the company that he worked for? Access Graphics. It oh, was bought okay. by Lockheed Martin. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Well, and meanwhile, so I don't think of Colorado as even being a place that has people like this, which shows that my limited knowledge of Colorado, but, you know, with them and their friends being named Fleet and whatever the hell. Priscilla, yeah, Fleet and Priscilla White, like, (laughs) Exactly, the Whites. Yes, yeah, Fleet White who loved yachting with John. Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but it actually started Access Graphics um, in California. And the Ramseys were originally from Georgia. That's where they met. Patsy was from West Virginia, former Miss West Virginia. Um, So they were down there in in Georgia. And then Access Graphics was getting bigger and bigger. And being the CEO, he had to pretty much move to Boulder to kind of... He was a high-powered guy. Yep, yep. Um, And so before we get into that, though... um, so he had the three kids from a former marriage. He had John Andrew, Melinda, and Beth, Elizabeth. Um, Beth actually died in a car accident in 1992. Suspicious. Just kidding. It's a red herring. It actually is. <laughs> no, it's actually not. Like, if you want to go into weird conspiracy theories, which we could, um, there's some weird podcasts out there that she died after going to therapy and- I don't believe this. Honestly, I really don't. Um, That she died after having um, kind of dug up some former abuse Mm -hmm. situations in her past. By daddy or? By daddy. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then got in this accident and ended up dying. Who knows? I I don't know. I I still. Well, I want to get into this. This is like the crux of it. Like, I really want to get into the theories here. Let's get into these theories. Let's get into, I guess, the crime first. The evening, the scene of the crime. Yeah. So so we've got good old Boulder. Um, We've got our favorite time of year. Christmas. Christmas, You know, uh, December 25th. And 
I think this sets the stage, from my perspective, sets mm-hmm. the stage well of the fact that, so it's Christmas, um, their family is kind of all across the country. They have their kids, the older kids are still down in Georgia. They have a second house in Michigan that they're planning to go to the next day. And they don't really have family around them. They're in Boulder. Um, their family is either, you know, in the on the East Coast or down South. Um, so celebrate Christmas in the morning, do all that stuff. And then at 4.30 in the afternoon, they end up going to good old... The Whites. Yes. Good old... <laughs> yes. The Fleet and Priscilla. Fleet and Priscilla. Normal white yes. culture yes. names. I mean, my God. Well, who, catch more who, whites than who that. else would the Ramses be friends with than the Whites? Than the Whites. <laughs> Which is kind of... I mean, it struck me as kind of sad, but this makes sense. I guess the fact that they were sort of wayward in Colorado. They didn't have any family around them, so they go to their good friends, the Whites, who they were quick to throw under the bus, by the way, a little yes, bit Yes, they were. On. Oh, yeah. But... The Whites bounced back, though. Yeah, they always do. They always <laughs> do. <laughs> oh, God, God. A little bit of bleach in oh, their back. Oh, my God. But, yes, yeah, so... So they go to this Christmas party and nothing really happens, right? Until yeah, they that... don't even eat pineapple at the party. There's no pineapple <laughs> to be had at the party, which seems like a non sequitur, but people. Oh, foreshadowing. Pay attention because it's not. <laughs> this is an important detail. So what time do things really happen? They get home at like, what, 930 that night? So they actually head out at 930. They stop at some other friends on the way because they're big you know, socialites in the area. They drop off some presents. So they're home around like 10. JonBenet had fallen asleep in the car. Presumably. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and then good old Burke is still raring to go. He wants to build <laughs> some Lego or airplane set or something, you know. So they bring in JonBenet, put her to bed. Burke's still downstairs, apparently wanting to build this model airplane. Jesus. Um, but they get them all to bed relatively around like 10, 1030. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's when the story gets a little murky, right? We shall see. So, um, well, does anything happen overnight? I mean, well, we don't know. We don't know. So what happens is, so first of all, their house in Boulder, I actually really love the way it looks on the outside. Beautiful, beautiful. Big architecture, you know. Buff. Well, not buff, because I can't even say I know enough, but I just (laughs) love it. Um. But their house on the outside, it doesn't look that big, but it's actually 7,000 square feet. So it's really pretty big. They have the basement and then three floors above The it. wine cellar, I believe you mean. Oh, well, it's <laughs> only a part of that basement. Their ba- it is, okay, I was going to get into this later, but their house is ultimate 90s cluttered. Oof. I've watched like some of the crime scene uh, it's not really crime scene. It's just 90s like... 90s cluttered. It, it, you should watch it because like... It's people going through with a camcorder and just going through the whole house. Are we talking hoarders status or are we talking like Mm, rich hoarders? Rich hoarders, yeah. It's all good stuff. It is a mess though. Like it is just shit everywhere. You think they would be humiliated being such socialites and entertaining all the time? You would have thought. And they even, but the weirdest thing too, it's it's like they have, and going back to the 118,000, they have like Mm -hmm. bills and all this stuff all over the place. And they show it. Yeah, they have, like, tons oh, of mail weird, and stuff like that, like, all over the place. But it is 
cluttered galore and it's also we all love our open concept now Ugh. um which i don't property brothers i guess mm-hmm. thank you i hate it i don't like the open concept it's just too damn say much it. like no, you gotta I don't close things sit in off one room I, I want another room to go to yeah close like, off the kitchen yeah. man yes we don't have to look at each no, other every moment of every day see the children in the living room no. like send them off and close them off yeah children should be seen or just leave me alone exactly Ugh, yeah but this is a sprawling estate well not estate but sprawling house large mansion yeah yeah but very segmented like very small little tons of rooms and also tons of stuff just they've got the christmas decorations because we'll just pepper it in here they did their little um what's it called like in boulder they had a certain name for it where it was like his pageant no it was like historic homes or just like homes that were very well decorated this goes into the whole theory where it was pretty much the community could kind of go through and tour the houses oh that's awfully nice jesus just you know within days of this happening so they had thousands of people just going through their houses in their house which yeah again you'd think they would have cleaned up right that's what I'm saying. They have, you can see like a wreath and there's bills and clothes. Oh, and God. It's just, it's a mess. Ugh. It's a lot of stuff. Yikes. Um, so anyway, so. Um, so basically, okay, so they get home late at night. They get home around 10. Jean Benet presumably goes to bed. And then we don't know any details until what, 5 a.m.? Yeah, about 5.30. Um, okay, so, and mom wakes up, right? Yep, we've Patsy. got December 26th. They are headed out uh to charlevoix michigan um they're gonna meet up with their older kids uh living older kids um john andrew and melinda Mm. um they're coming from georgia they just spent christmas with their mother so they're all gonna meet up do kind of a second christmas with the older kids and john benet and burke um so patsy's up at 5 30 she is and i've watched these videos it's interesting because um so the parents' bedroom is the whole third floor. Oh. So it is a wow. big third Penthouse floor. Penthouse sweet baby. It's a big one. Moving on up. <laughs> to the Ramses. <laughs> <laughs> to a deathbed apartment in the sky. Right. Oh, yeah. So um, you go down and you can either go one way or actually there's a couple stairways. Um, but on the second floor of the house um you have john benet's bedroom mm-hmm. at the total opposite end of the house from her parents burke Weird. burke is under the parents so burke is doing you know, god knows doing what his, doing his own burke thing <laughs> <laughs> um and so apparently she goes down to the second level there which is john benet's bedroom and then literally like right outside of her bedroom you go down these hideous spiral stairways. Mm-hmm. Yep, she goes down there, and there is a two and a half page ransom note found. Which, by the way, oh, this is yeah, this let's is. Let's talk about a, a couple of things, okay? <laughs> let's talk about the fact that the handwriting on the note mm-hmm. basically matched Patsy's handwriting. Okay, now I'm just gonna put that little kernel out there mm-hmm. because we can't show you anything on this podcast. This is a listening. True form of media <laughs> glad you <laughs> clarified right just in case you were curious um but this handwriting was pretty damn close to patsy's and another thing that's worth a mention is the fact that on the first page of the two and a half page long mm-hmm. ransom note 
the handwriting looks distinct from Patsy's handwriting. It looks, you know, different. Yeah, I, I want to hear what you say. By yep. the time we this. hit page two mm-hmm. to two and a half, mm-hmm. the handwriting has taken on a shape that's much more similar to hers. In other words, it takes the form of somebody who tried to disguise their handwriting, yep. could no longer disguise it once they hit page two because eventually your natural handwriting is going to come out. Exactly. And if you're trying to disguise your handwriting, maybe don't write a two and a half page long ransom yeah. note. Well, that's the first thing. Dumbass. Like, no, nobody does that. Like, it does not happen. It does not fit the crime, no. right? I mean, no. how often you need to convey a message, which is we have your kid. Give us the money. Bye. A page max. My a God. page max. Look, and we're not giving a hundred or a thousand, whatever it was. I feel like a thousand, what was it, characters or. Oh, my God. It was you know, so it was long. Our, it was our classic, you know, high school, like, you got to reach a thousand characters, double spaced. Oh, exactly. Not, gotta... the, not what you have to reach on a ransom note. Exactly. And the other fucked up thing about this, the other thing that seems a little bit hanky, is the fact that. In the ransom note, usually there's a huge sum of money demanded, and it's right? A like rich millions family. of dollars, and it's a rich, yeah. rich family. These people are known to make boku bucks. Yep. Okay. So everybody knows it. I mean, you look at the estate, and you know it. You look in the house, you know it. Well, can I interrupt here Do too? It. And this this feeds into it too. So Access Graphics actually not long before this all happened, printed in the newspaper. That they had just become a billion dollar company. Oh my gosh! So it was so everyone even knows more John common Ramsey than common knowledge. Is, yeah, like John a very Ramsey's wealthy this high up, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. So all right. So what would you do if you're writing a ransom note and you're taking a kid and you want to get? Yeah. What number would you? What think? number would you choose? Hmm. hmm. How about one hundred eighteen thousand? Number is eighteen. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna pick that. Now, <laughs> granted, that's a lot of money. To us sitting here today, I mean, I would love for somebody to just. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, just drop that in my lap. That's terrific. But generally, when you look into crimes like this, when you look into kidnappings and you know ransom note writers, they ask for Boku bucks. They ask for millions. They ask for just a like round round number to ask for the exact number that, by the way, we alluded to earlier. John got as a bonus that year. That's right. Seems a little hinky. And who would have access to that precise information? Well, this is where I'm going to... I love this because this is where I love this stuff because I have my theory, if you can't already kind of tell, but I want (laughs) to put all the facts out there. Um, But the fact that he did have all these bills laying around, Mm -hmm. um, we also have... So it was his bonus, but... Apparently, it was also the equivalent of a million dollars in Mexico at the point. Really? Okay. Yeah, which I still don't put much stock in. I have more conspiracy theory kind of angles I want to go down mm-hmm. later on in this because I have some other things. It was but- the Mexicans. Yes, yes. And they were hombres. like, well, let's let's do a conversion right now. Exactly. We're a small foreign faction. Yes. You know. Yeah, so part of the note said, you know, the the introduction was, listen up, something like that. Yeah, um, listen, listen carefully. Yeah. It, Which, all right, I'm going to, I love this because I want you to take the other angle the on other this. perspective? Let's yeah, do it. because, okay, I get pissed off at the fact that people get annoyed at the fact that they say, listen carefully, and they're like, 
well, it's an it's a letter. You don't listen to a letter, and so they <laughs> you take... listen to a podcast. <laughs> that's right. Listen carefully. Don't. That's like us saying, look carefully. Exactly. But um. So anyway, they say listen carefully, and then they have all these other. They have some misspellings in the beginning. Um, I did want to mention about the uh, handwriting, too, Mm -hmm. that they looked at Patsy's handwriting and just handwriting in general, and it looked like in the beginning that person tried to write with their left hand. Oh, did it? Yeah, because the way that a lot of letters kind of slanted, slanted the opposite way, but in the same way that it would slant if you you had written it with your right hand. So basically, I mean... Presumably she gave up when she got to page two. If Patsy, if we're taking the theory that Patsy wrote the ransom take it. note. You, 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 right. I won't be a Patsy, but you be a Patsy. <laughs> Maybe I will be a Patsy. I don't mean to patronize. <laughs> um, but you think, okay, if I'm Patsy and I did it, and or if I'm just writing a ransom note because right. somebody else did it who's close to me that I'm trying to protect, then – what am I doing? I'm going to write with my left hand because I'm going to fuck up my handwriting. I'm going to misspell in I'm gonna the first I'm going to misspell page. some words because then people won't realize that it's an educated, But I'm not going to misspell attache case. Which is hysterical, <laughs> by the way. Oh, my God. Please ensure you bring an at- adequate size attache case. That is classic. No, 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 isn't it? Yeah. Um, but what do you do? You write with your left hand until you give up on page two? Right. Yeah. You didn't get that rich by giving up, did you? Well... So anyway, but that's what no. it sort of looks like. So anyway, the letter, I don't think we even got to the content, but the letter no. says, in short, we have your daughter, <laughs> yeah. um, what, like some threat that they're going to kill her, chop so, her head off so, or something? Yeah, it was pretty much, <laughs> pretty if gruesome. you talk to, if you talk to a stray dog, she'll die. If you want her to see, you have a 99% chance of killing her or whatever, if you don't comply with our demands uh if you want her to see 1997 you'll follow this to a t um and pretty much the thing that again kind of foreshadowing here that i think we want to talk about later maybe um is the fact that the letter said we'll call you tomorrow between 8 and 10 a.m well what's tomorrow is it the 26th? Is it the 27th? Good point. Like, what actually happened? So that regardless, that call to Amber came. Exactly. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. it's and, and then I want to get to the end of the letter, too. So oh, yeah. Let's hear it. It ends with victory. S-B-T-C. What do you think that stands for? <laughs> Stupid bitches. I don't Stupid. even know. <laughs> Bitches talk, talk constantly. constantly. <laughs> well, she did AKA talk constantly. AKA us. <laughs> she talked constantly when she wrote that letter. She Ugh. wouldn't shut the hell up and keep it to one page. <laughs> My God. So the theories on what it stands for, because they were a very Southern, a very religious family, is that it stands for Saved by the Cross. The other theory is that it what? stands for Subic Bay Training center i think it is um where john ramsey was actually deployed during the vietnam war wait 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 why would they I choose to add that it doesn't make sense is saved by the cross is sbtc a commonly it used is. It, it is it actually okay. is it's a very religious like southern sign off baptist well not sign off but just to, 
I just am thinking like <laughs> going to these stupid. Saved by the cross. Bye. Oh, well, I'm thinking of going to these stupid Catholic schools. No offense. <laughs> no but offense. Where people would write on the top of their test, JMJ, Jesus, Mary, Mary and Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Like just my, well, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just thinking of that. And just my- I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, oh, but I'm God. just thinking of Patsy being a very religious, um, very Southern lady. What an kind idiot. Of thing. Why would you ever put that on there? Especially if you're trying to proclaim that you're from a foreign faction. Well, a small foreign faction. Right. Like, a religiously affiliated foreign faction. Yeah. So I don't know. And the other thing, too, that. Um, And I think it does make sense um, based on analysis of this uh, ransom note is that it very much alludes to the fact that it was somebody writing and somebody dictating, somebody speaking and someone else kind of taking it down. So in that regard, it kind of already implicates at least two people. Mm -hmm. Um, Accomplice. But I also want to bring up on the ransom note the fact that it was written on Patsy's um yep notepad with a pen found in the house yep and there were apparently two um what i want to say like drafts written beforehand because they were there were i I thought it was just the one so what they were able to do and this plays into my theory too so i love this yep let's go um but they were able to um look at like when you you know if you have a notepad and you have write something for sure, the imprint be an impression mm-hmm. um so they at least the one i've seen is so this the ransom note that was left reads dear mr ramsey um and the other one reads dear the like the other um draft starts out dear mr and mrs and then it looks like i obviously it was going to be ramsey and so, for some reason, they decided to make it just addressed to the father, not the mother and father, for hmm. some reason. Um, I don't know about the other one, but at least looking at the imprints, they were able to tell that whoever wrote it had kind of practiced it out. Which is so that. embarrassing. How dumb can you get? Well, that's another thing Although I got to say, Although nobody too. still figured it out, so it's, well, I guess no, it's but dumb. That's but that's what I got to like... say, too. I think Patsy's not that smart yeah and that leads to my theory but probably the other theory too like i just don't think she's that great that she could lie that well oh my gosh so (laughs) there's so much to unpack even just with the ransom note um and i think we got through everything i think ransom note good pretty much on the ransom note it'll come back up but it'll come back up but i think we're encountering our first betsy boss (gasps) multi-partite oh bye betsy i don't even know yeah i wish we had like a little pun to say right our betsy boss boku bash Uh, over here because i was gonna say a betsy bye episode yeah buy in yeah buy bipartite um, but uh, but anyway so this is really exciting because we just have so much to say about this particular topic and clearly i'm driving this topic right here i love it drive us off a cliff baby because i am ready to drive us to the wine cellar yeah oh don't take me down there man i'm not trying to hang out with no high-tech boots over here no way but yeah so we are gonna actually cut it here yep and we're gonna leave it at the ransom note with a cliffhanger and we'll be back next week to discuss more and to get more into the rest of the crime the rest of the crime scene how things played out 
and into some of our theories. Hopefully. I, which I can't wait. Like you better not bring this up beforehand because I want to, I want to hash this out on the episode next week. I can't wait. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. So everybody please tune in. Um, if this is an interesting topic to you and we want to hear your theories too, by oh, the way, yes. we've just skimmed the surface at this point, but obviously this is a very old case. It's been around since 1996. Yeah. So we really are anxious to hear what folks think. Yeah. I can't and wait to see the reaction to you know, yeah. response to all this and, and any conspiracy theories, anything weird. We I love it. Love it. So I love it. Yeah. We would absolutely love to hear it. So please post on our Instagram at Betsy boss podcast, send us something on Twitter at Betsy boss pod, um, whatever. I mean, on Facebook, we are on all of the different social media platforms. So we would love to hear yeah. from you. I'm going to be and... looking out. Cause this is a pet project of mine. <laughs> pet case of mine. I and sound we... like a creep. <laughs> yeah, we, can't, we can't wait to unpack it. Cause JonBenet, she's not a woman, <laughs> but she's a girl. So she JonBenet has pockets. not gone away. JonBenet has not gone away, baby. Oh God, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you next week to delve further into this exciting case tune in part two of jambonet ramsey Woo! getting rammy with the ramseys (laughs) (laughs) i hate myself good fine apple thank you so much for listening to today's episode of betsy boss podcast if you'd like to find us online our instagram and facebook are at betsy boss podcast our twitter is at betsy boss pod Our website is BetsyBossPodcast.com. And if you'd like to email us, we are at BetsyBossPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (music) 